Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again, virtually, with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. How are you doing today, Carter? You know, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. I'm ready to keep score. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Lexi. Hi, Matthew. Hello. My name is Lexi. I'm a recent graduate from Tufts University, and I now work as a usability specialist in healthcare. And I am joining you today with my chai tea. Fantastic. Welcome, Lexi. And we also have Maya. Hi, everybody. I'm Maya. I am a part-time substitute at my high school, and I also work at a fashion magazine as a digital editor intern. I am drinking a delicious cup of Chinese green jasmine tea with honey. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you, Maya. And thank you both for joining us today. Uh, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format today. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. So round one is our first general knowledge round, and we have five multiple choice questions for each of you. Correct answers here are worth 10 points. Wonderful. Lexi, you're up first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Fantastic. Question one. Which former Australian prime minister was ousted in 2018 when the governing Liberal Party called for a leadership spill? A, Tony Abbott, B, Malcolm Turnbull, or C, Julia Gillard? Oh, I know I should know this. <laughs> All right. Um, my guess is Abbott. No, no, ah. it, was, it was Malcolm Turnbull. Tony Abbott was the prime minister before Malcolm Turnbull. Um, and uh, actually, Malcolm Turnbull ousted Tony Abbott in a leadership spill, I think, in 2015, um, as is the case with many Australian prime ministers. Um, but Malcolm Turnbull was replaced with Scott Morrison, who is still the prime minister today. Question two. Which U.S. president was assassinated at the old Baltimore and Pacific Railroad Station in Washington, D.C., on July 2nd, 1881, by Charles Guiteau? A, James Garfield, B, Chester Arthur, or C, William McKinley? Hmm. I also should know this one. I'm not doing so great right now, but I'm going to go with A. That's correct, James yeah. Garfield. Um, even though he was shot on July 2nd, he actually died on September 19th, um, so almost two and a half months later, but many experts think that had he had access to modern medicine, he would have survived his gunshot wound. Question three, which of these came out first? A, Super Mario Bros for the Nintendo Entertainment System, B, Love Shack by the B-52s, or C, Honey Nut Cheerios? Hmm. See, Honey Nut Cheerios kind of taste like maybe they've been around for a while. So I'm gonna go with Honey Nut Cheerios. You're correct. They were introduced in 1979. Um, Super Mario Bros. came out in 1985 and Love Shack, Sneaky Late, 1989. Wow. Question four. The blue and white are tributaries of what longest river in Africa? A, the Congo, B, the Zambezi, or C, the Nile? C, the Nile. That's correct. And question five. Australian Prime Minister Harold Holt disappeared while swimming in the ocean on December 17, 1967, and is presumed to have drowned as his body was never recovered. What was one of the ways his memory was honored? A, a, a statue in front of the Parliament building, B, a solemn memorial at the Sydney Opera House, or C, by naming a swim center after him? I believe it was naming a swim center after him. That's correct. 
The Harold Holt Memorial Swim Center is located in the Glen Iris suburb of Melbourne. Um, oh. And he disappeared off the coast of um, Portsea, Victoria. Um, it was believed to be an accidental drowning, although there have been many conspiracy theories um, surrounding his death, including that he was picked up by a Chinese submarine. So, wow. Yeah, crazy. But it's believed that he, it was an accidental drowning. All righty, Maya, mm -hmm. are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Solid. Question one. What flag-carrying airline of Australia tested ultra-long-haul non-stop flights between Sydney and London and Sydney and New York in 2019? A, Virgin Australia, B, Qantas, or C, Jetstar? I remember, were we in, was I in Australia when this happened? I feel like I, no, but I no, do remember you this. Um, I feel like it's Qantas. That's correct. Yeah. Question two. Who is the most streamed artist on Spotify in terms of monthly listeners as of this recording? A, Dua Lipa, B, Justin Bieber, or C, The Weeknd? I think it's The Weeknd. Correct. They have 75.76 um, million monthly listeners to Dua Lipa's 63.59 million to Justin Bieber's 62.89 million monthly listeners. Question three. In 1907, Ferdinand Mack invented Raumschach, a three-dimensional version of what classic board game? A, checkers, B, chess, or C, go? Hmm, I have no idea, so I'm going to guess C. Uh, no, it was B, chess. So, question four. Approximately what percentage of Boy Scouts reached the rank of Eagle Scout? A, 4%, B, 14%, or C, 24%? Um, a? Correct. Yeah, it's a very, very low percentage. Although, not to, you know, pat ourselves on the back here or pump our chest, but Carter and I are both in the 4%. I remember so, this about you. Yeah, yeah. We had our eagle ceremony together all those many five years ago. So, yeah. Question five. <laughs> when challenged by opposition leader John Hewson, why did Australian Prime Minister Paul Keating say he didn't want to call an election immediately? A, quote, these are the absolute gutter tactics of a mindless, useless, idealistic, unprincipled opposition. B, quote, I'm not going to be fairy flossed away as my opposite number, John Hewson, is prepared to be fairy flossed away by some spaced out vacuous ad agency. Or C, quote, because mate, I want to do you slowly. Oh, goodness. Um, very foreboding, that last one. I'm going to say A, though. No, it was actually C. Oh. <laughs> because, mate, I want to do you slowly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can't quite do it justice. Um, so I, I recommend uh, going on YouTube and searching Paul Keating, do you slowly, and Ooh. just enjoy um, his answer. Paul Keating, <laughs> a really quotable figure. All righty. Well, that's the end of round one. Carter, can you give us a score update? We have a really close race here. Lexi at 40 points and Maya at 30. Is that what the score is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, great. I mean, yeah, because Lexi got four right. Oh, okay. Okay. And Maya got three right. Okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Don't question me. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't this paying is my attention. my entire job. <laughs> Time for our weekly audience question. You may remember last week our question was, what U.S. city, home to the centuries-old Charitable Irish Society, 
claims to have held the first St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the American colonies in 1737. And the answer was Boston, Massachusetts. And I would like to extend a special thank you and shout out to Bob Malmy in Boston who wrote in to give me the correct answer. Though, of course, I already knew the correct answer because I wrote the question. But Bob Malmy wrote in to tell me that he knew the answer. And if you do the same thing, you too could receive a shout out from me on this podcast. So keep that in mind with these future questions. This week's question is, who was the first U.S. president born in the 1800s? Who was the first U.S. president born in the 1800s? So have a think, send me your answers, and a lucky answerer could have their name shouted out on this podcast. Very exciting. So very exciting. Well, now we're going to move on to round two. Carter, can you please explain the rules? I would be happy to. So round two consists of five questions directed to each of you on the same topic. And correct answers here are now worth 20 points. Uh, If you get a question wrong, your opponent will have the chance to answer for half that amount. So 10 Mm. points. Lots of chances for points here. Lexi, you are up first. Your topic is Clyde Barrow, who was born on March 24th, 1909. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question one. Clyde Barrow was one half of what famous American criminal couple? Oh, oh, he was one half of Bonnie and Clyde. Correct. Question two. Bonnie and Clyde and their gang committed numerous robberies during what period in the early 1930s? In the early 1930s, during the Great Depression? Correct. Question three. In April 1934, Barrow sent a letter to what automobile magnate, famous for implementing the assembly line at his Michigan factory, praising his vehicles for their effectiveness as getaway cars? Oh, that would have been Ford. Correct, Henry Ford. Question four. Bonnie and Clyde were killed in a shootout with law enforcement in the Bienville Parish in which Gulf state? In which Gulf state? Um, was it in Texas? No. Maya? Louisiana? Correct. Yeah, parish was the operative word there. And question five. What 2019 Netflix film starring Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson depicted law enforcement's pursuit of Bonnie and Clyde? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I can't even think of any movies right now. Okay. So the ones that got away. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's not the answer. Maya, do you know? Uh, no, but it's tickling my memory so bad. This is The Highwaymen. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Maya, are you ready? Yes. Your topic is the Barker Carpus Gang who was supposedly headed up by Ma Barker, who was most likely not actually involved in their criminal activities, although she was uh, made out to be this ruthless criminal Hmm. mastermind. And they operated in approximately the same time period as Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. So here we go. Question one. Ma Barker's son, Fred, formed the Barker Carpus gang with Alvin Carpus upon the latter's release from prison in 1932. The gang was one of the most ruthless of the Depression era by not only robbing banks, but also doing what to people, which sometimes netted them ransoms of $200,000. Hmm. Um, I guess they would. What would net you? Kidnapping them, right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> and after they kidnapped Edward Bremer in uh, 1934, 
Alvin Karpis was named public enemy number one by the mm. FBI. Question two. Earlier, in 1932, the gang reportedly traveled to Chicago, but soon left because Karpis did not want to work for what notorious crime boss? And this was in the 30s, right? 1932. Al Capone? Al Capone. Correct. Yep. Question three. Ma Barker and her sons were constantly pursued by what famous and controversial first director of the FBI who likely fabricated her criminal activities? Oh, Hoover? Correct, J. Edgar Hoover. Um, though he was not the first director of the Bureau of Investigation, um, but when it became an independent service within the DOJ in uh, 1935, it was renamed the Federal Bureau of, Bureau of Investigation, and he happened to be the director at the time. Hmm. Question four. Ma Barker and her son Fred were killed in a shootout with the FBI on January 16, 1935, at their home in what southern state known as the Sunshine State? Florida. Correct. And question five. One of Barker's other sons, Arthur Doc Barker, and Alvin Karpis were eventually captured and sent to what prison whose other notable inmates include the aforementioned Al Capone? Alcatraz? Correct. Very good. Well, that's the end of round two. Carter, can you please give us a score update? And I promise I won't second-guess you this time. <laughs> oh, we have Maya pulling ahead now with 140 points, and Lexi still close behind with 100. Well, now we're on to round three. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yeah, round three is our second general knowledge round. And there will be five questions for each player, and correct answers are now worth 30 points. So, oh yeah, the same way. Uh, if you answer one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. Oh, things mm. are heating up here. Lexi, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Mm -hmm. Question one Boston's major international airport is named for what 20th century Army general? Well, I suppose that's got to be. General Logan. Correct. Edward Lawrence Logan, who served in the Spanish-American War and World War I. And then following World War I, he rose to the rank of Major General. And the airport was renamed in his honor in 1943. Question two. What interstate highway that runs from Quincy, Massachusetts to St. Johnsbury, Vermont, passes through the New Hampshire cities of Manchester and Concord, among others? Oh, that's a tough question. I'm the kind of person who hops on the highway and uh, follows the GPS. Got me lost today, but usually it works out pretty well. Um, I'll guess I-90? No. Maya? I have no idea, um, but I'm going to say Route 22. No, I-22 actually runs from uh, Birmingham, Alabama to Memphis, Tennessee, I believe. This mm -hmm. is I-93. 90 mm. does go through Boston. Um, or it originates in Boston, Lexi, but it goes the opposite direction toward, toward Springfield and then New York. Question three. Melbourne, Victoria, Australia is named for William Lamb, the second Viscount Melbourne, who held what British political position? Is this for me? No, sorry. This is for Lexi. For Lexi. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> um, what position did he hold? British, um, British political position. British political position. I'm going to guess, I think he was prime minister. Correct. Mm. He served two stints as the prime minister. Um, and he is notable because he is the most recent prime minister to be dismissed by a monarch. 
because he was dismissed by William IV in 1834 and then subsequently became prime minister again um, just a few months later. Good for him. Yeah. (laughs) Real comeback kid. Question four. On the night of Paul Paul Revere's midnight ride, Robert Newman used two lanterns to signal that the British army was advancing across what body of water? Oh, they would have been advancing across the Charles? Across the Charles River. One if by land, two if by sea. Yes. I remembered that part, but the name of the river. Wow. Yeah. So good pull. Yeah. Charles Mm -hmm. River. And question five. The swag man makes Billy tea in what famous Australian bush ballad, sometimes referred to as the country's unofficial national anthem? The unofficial national anthem of Australia. Oh, no. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I've heard it, and I'm sure somebody will be listening to this podcast and very disappointed in me. Like It might be our mutual friend, Tim, but we'll have to Mm. see. (laughs) I have an answer. Okay, Maya, do you know? No clue. This is Waltzing Matilda. Hmm. Oh. Never yeah. heard of it. Oh, well, I it's the unofficial national anthem. <laughs> um, and a billy is a metal bucket, which is commonly used for boiling water, um, especially in a campsite. Oh. And the term to boil the billy means to make tea. The lyric in question is, and he sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled. Ooh. So, Yeah. All righty, Maya, you're now up. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway running from New York City to the Canadian border an hour south of Montreal serves as a segment of the New York State Thruway during which it roughly parallels the Hudson River? The Hudson Highway? I have no idea. (laughs) No. No. Lexi, do you know? Do I know? Absolutely not. Will I guess? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that it starts with an I. Uh, yes. And... Very good. Yep. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess I-293. No. No. <laughs> that's not correct. Um, this is I-87. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've given oh. that. You, oh, well. Yeah, well... I have two, actually, for part of it. Um, well, at least, you know, we balanced out. Neither of you got your interstate highway question. So, yeah. Question two. Brooklyn is coextensive with what New York County? Uh, Queens. No. Wait, what does coextensive mean, by the way? It's I this, should have asked that. It, it's coextensive means, like, it's the same. It's, like, the, the same thing as this county. Queens is its oh. own county. Oh. Okay. Okay. I got that wrong anyway. So, but okay. Yeah. Lexi, do you know? Um, is it Suffolk County? No, that's further out on Long Island. This is, um, the okay. answer is Kings County. Oh, okay. I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Question three Which Hunk Papa Lakota leader led many Lakota and Cheyenne people to victory at the Battle of Little Bighorn? in 1876. A, oh, nope, there are no, 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 no options for this one. <laughs> Can I get an option though? I would love that. No, no options, because I was just about to blurt out the answer, but I didn't. Ooh, I have no idea. I don't know. Okay, Lexi? Is it, is it like Sitting Bull? It is Sitting Bull. Ooh. Yes. And uh, 
uh, he defeated George Custer and the 7th Regiment of the U.S. Cavalry, who were obliterated mm -hmm. in the battle. Question four. What is the most populous borough of New York City? That's Brooklyn. That is Brooklyn. And question five. Many international tea organizations certify people to be tea what? A term commonly associated with wine experts. Sommelier. Correct. I had no idea that this was the thing. Um, but now I've realized that I have been wasting my whole life and I should just become a tea sommelier. Your calling awaits you. I know. Yeah. So surprise, I'm <laughs> dropping out of everything I've ever done <laughs> and uh, traveling the world as a tea sommelier. <laughs> yes. Carter, that's the end of round three. So can you please give us a score update? I think this is the closest like scores we've had at the end of round three. We have Lexi with 205 and Maya with 200. Oh, Wow. Wow. Neck well, that coextensive just nailed me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's those dictionary definitions it's that those really get words. you. Mm. Yeah. All righty. Now we are on to our final round. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Round four is our showdown, actually. So the two players will be asked to write down their answers to the same three questions and correct answers here are worth 40 points. Oh my. Lots oh, at point. stake. Yes. Lexi, Maya, are you ready for question one? I am. Oh. Matthew, I have never been readier. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Question one. Following the Oregon Treaty in 1846, the U.S.-Canada border from the Lake of the Woods in what is now Minnesota to the West Coast in what is now the state of Washington was set at what degree latitude? Do we have answers? We have guesses. Okay. <laughs> Lexi, what is your guess? 38. Maya? Zero. I have no idea. No, zero latitude would be the equator. Um, <laughs> So, which is distinctly not in the United States. No, this is this is the 49th 49. parallel. Yeah. What? Where's the 38th parallel? Um, 38th would be like basically where I am. Is that the Mason-Dixon? Approximately. Uh, yeah. I knew it was an important parallel. Yeah, I don't know if it's exactly. Well, the 38th parallel. That's 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 like the border between North Korea and South Korea. Oh. Mm, also that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's where you heard that. Um, yeah. But this is the 49th parallel. Not zero so, degrees, right? Not zero degrees. <laughs> so, no. Uh, question two. In Anzac Day tradition dating back to 1995, which two Australian football clubs face off at the Melbourne Cricket Ground each year on April 25th? And just for this question only, if you get one of the two clubs... I will award you 20 points, but just for this question. I will award you 20 points. Carter will award you 20 points. I can only think of like footy. Is this, is this footy? Is that, we're not talking about that. We're talking about. Yes, like we soccer. are. We are talking about footy. Footy. Oh, okay. We are talking about footy. Oh, they play at the cricket ground. Is that what it is? Yeah. The Melbourne cricket ground. That's the really oh, big stadium. Oh, the M yes. The I was going to say MCG. The MCG. Really okay. big stadium. Right. Um, okay. All right. Do we have guesses? More or less, somewhat, Lexi. Um, honestly, I think I could tell you the colors of the teams because if I remember correctly, when when we saw this, we were eating 
appropriately colored donuts. Okay. <laughs> and I believe one team plays in black and white and the other plays in purple. Um, and one of the teams I'm going to guess is the team from Perth. No, that's not. That's <laughs> that's distinctly not correct. Um, Maya, do you have um, With all the footy games I watched when I was abroad, I can only think of one team, which is so horribly disappointing, and that's Collingwood. Collingwood is one of them. Do, do you have, and you, you don't know the other one? I can't think of what, a, Hawthorne? Is that something? No, we did see Hawthorne, I think. Maybe we didn't see Hawthorne. Wait, who did we see? We saw North Melbourne. We'll edit this out later. Okay. We saw North Melbourne and Collingwood, and Coll Collingwood obliterated them. Yes, yes, yes. And then... And then we saw Richmond and Geelong. Richmond, Geelong. These and, are the names that are coming to me. And and it went down to the final buzzer. Mm. And and Richmond won by like two points or something like that. It was really, really close. I remember that. Um, Collingwood is one of them. Um, and that's the team that plays in black and white. Lexi, that's so the you one were, I remember. So you were on the right track. Yes. I um, remember the donut colors, Matthew. Not the team names. Yeah. Well... <laughs> But unfortunately, the other one is not from Perth. Um, it's Essendon, which is another oh Melbourne gosh. club. Oh, my gosh. Do they play in purple? They play, I think they're black and red. Oh. Yeah. The white and blue, which one is that? That's... Um, that, um, Geelong is white and blue. Geelong, yes. Um, yeah. North Melbourne's white and blue. Um, I think I'm thinking of Geelong. You pro Probably, yeah, since we saw them. Well, we saw North Melbourne, too, but Geelong was much better. So mm -hmm. They were much more memorable. All righty. Moving on. Uh, finally, question three. In 1979, who became the first woman to appear on a circulating United States coin? Do we have an answer? I have an answer. Lexi? I believe that would be Sacagawea. Maya? I was going to say Sacagawea. No, it's <sighs> Susan B. Anthony. Oh, my other guess was going to be... Um... I was thinking before I decided Sacagawea. Who's the person who made the flag? Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. That's no, I don't think she's ever appeared on coinage, as far as I know. Um, no, this was the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin. Um, and there were 888,842,452 coins produced, according mm. to the National Susan B. Anthony Museum and House. Um, however, they were not successful because um, people confused them with quarters. They were silver oh. and had approximately the same size as quarters. And that's why um, in the early aughts, when the Sacagawea dollars were produced, they were gold. So you can oh. differentiate them. Well, that's the end of the game. Carter, what's the final score? Well, we have Lexi with 205 and Maya with 220. Really close. Oh, so close. Congratulations, Maya. Thank you. Do you have anything you would like to say? I would not be here without <laughs> all of the random knowledge I've collected over the past 20, 22 and a half years of living. So thanks to that, but also to my lovely competitor who I'm sure is eight times as smart as me, Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> not that smart. Well, congratulations, Maya. And uh, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Lexi and Maya, for being on the show, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music and contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And please tell your friends about us. Check out our website, 
Trivia Over Tea.podbean.com. Like us on the Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any questions or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you.